Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope you've been having an amazing week so far Uh, for us. I know it's been an amazing uh, the past two weeks. We just came out of our Ministers and Leaders Conference here in Tampa where we actually got to meet a lot of you guys, which was so cool. Um, We love getting to meet people. Most of you guys are not not from Tampa, so when when you're down here, definitely come and and say hello to us. Uh, We love to hear from you. We love to hear your story and how you how you found this podcast. It's always amazing to us how people um, found it. Usually it is because someone shares it on their Instagram story because um, we don't advertise. We haven't done anything like that up till now. So um, we we love hearing from you guys. And um, yeah, you guys are amazing. So I wanted to um, briefly share with some of you because I realized that there's a lot of people listening that um, you maybe you joined us somewhere along the way this year and you don't know our full story, but um, just a really quick recap. <clears throat> this year, um, this year, Ryan and I started into full-time ministry as um, as associate pastors on staff at the River Tampa Bay Church under Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. So we we came out of a background of business. Both went to Bible school. Um, he went into business for ten years. Um, I was I was I joined him once we got married, and we did two years together. But um, basically, um, we we both had it in our hearts that God would, you know, take us into full time ministry. Um, and and while we were in business, that was actually something that we made part of our life as well. We had a church in our house, and um, you know, when we were on the road, we would do that in our house. And then when we were home here in Tampa, we would be involved with the church. So um, in, in whatever way we could. So our heart was really always for ministry, but obviously God has to open those kind of doors for you. And, um, you know, we, we basically both knew the time was coming close at the end of last year and God supernaturally, um, just opened up the door for us that we would have this opportunity to come on staff at the river and get to train basically for, um, for ministry, which we, which we kind of had done in Bible school in a sense, but now train, um, practically getting into all the areas of the ministry and, um, get to travel with, um, with Dr. Rodney and get to travel on our own. He sent us to do some revive, some weeks of revival in different churches, um, in the U S. And so it's been, um, it's been such a cool year for us and it's only because of God that we've had this opportunity, but I wanted to update you guys because first of all, today I'm talking about breaking the lies of the enemy. And I know that many, many, many people struggle with this um, lie that you're never going to reach your full potential. You're never going to get to where God um, has for you because you've, you know, either whatever it is, you know, you've done too much, you know, you're not like this person, you're not like that person, you know, you're, you're not going to make it. And, um, and really it's not about who you are, but it's about, well, it is about who you are because it's about knowing who you are, but it's about you, um, really humbling yourself. I don't want to get too far into this message before I start it, but basically, you know, every lie of the enemy has one purpose and it's to silence you. It's to keep you stagnant. It's to keep you quiet, keep you from doing what God's called you to do. So if it's something that comes against you, it's something that's in your mind that it's making you feel like, man, I'm never going to get to where God's calling me to be. I'm never going to get to where God's calling me to go. Um, That's a lie from the devil. That's not your own thought. That's not a reality of your life. Um, as As long as you get rid of the things that would actually hold you back. Now, what would that be like 
sin, you know, sin would hold you back from the plan of God for your life. You know, things that you've let slip, you know, it's things that you've let through the cracks. There's those kinds of things and they will hold you back from the call of God in your life. But if you're serving God with your whole heart and you're, and you're, you're going after the things of God a hundred miles per hour, and maybe you just haven't seen a breakthrough yet, do not let the devil lie to you and tell you that you, you're not like this person. So you don't deserve what you're asking God for. You're never going to make it there, whatever, you know, that is a complete lie. You know, first of all, I think a lot of people have this desire and dream in their heart and they're, it's so like special to them. It's so big to them that they haven't actually brought it to God in prayer because it's, it's like, I don't, I don't even want to bring that up to God because I'm too afraid to ask, you know, and that's why people will end up settling for less. It's because they haven't brought that precious thing to God before the presence of God. And, you know, a lot of times people will, you know, bring things to their friends, bring things to their family, but they don't go to God about it. And it really will keep you. You can only go so far if you haven't involved God in this thing that you're believing him for. You need him. The call of God is impossible without God. It's, it is possible, but it's impossible if God's not in the mix. So, um, two kinds of prayers that God cannot answer (laughs) are prayers without faith and unspoken prayers. God cannot answer your um, your, your, your whining, crying prayer, you know, or maybe it's not even a prayer. It's just like this, I feel bad for myself kind of thing that I'm, you know, talking about when you come to God, the Bible says to come boldly to the throne of grace. It's, it's, it's Hebrews four sixteen. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We need God's help we actually have to be humble enough to realize we need God's help. And so I, I want to encourage you, be be prepared that you're going to petition heaven boldly for this thing that you're believing God for, for this open door, for this breakthrough, whatever it may be. If you're single and, and it's a spouse, be ready to petition heaven. If you have not petitioned heaven, and I'm not talking about in a whining, crying way, have your scriptures that you stand on and, and have your, and have a word and go in. You know, it's like when Esther went into the king, you know, when she went, she went boldly and she had her petition ready and her life could have been on the line for that, but she went boldly because she had her petition ready. So when you go to God, have like, have it ready because God hears faith filled prayers. So Mark eleven twenty two through 24 says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when is that thing yours? that you're believing God for. It's yours the moment that you prayed for it. So it's not this thing that you're waiting on God. Oh, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just believing that God's going to bring it through. No, when someone says something like that, I understand that they don't have a full understanding of what faith is. Faith is that as soon as I've prayed, it's mine and I receive it in my spirit. So if somebody asks me, what do you believe in God for? Well, I'm, I'm praising God because God's paying off my house. I'm praising God because God's paying off my car in the name of Jesus. I'm just, I'm just rejoicing because it's already done. I've already seen it in my spirit. I can look out into my driveway and see my car and I know that it's mine and it's paid for 100%. That's a faith-filled 
um, answer to a, what do you believe in God for question? So, you know, um, I just want to encourage people. If there's something that you're believing God for, you're not waiting on God. You're not waiting on God to do something for you. You need to receive that thing in your spirit. You know, I've said this a lot in my faith, um, with the faith class that I taught, um, at River University. It's like when you, when you order a package from Amazon, I have a doorbell camera at my house. So whenever I get a notification that something's delivered on my doorbell, I can look there and see, oh, there's my whatever I ordered. It's there on my doorbell. There's my groceries or there's my, you know, whatever I just ordered. And I can look and I can see that it's there. Well, it's the same with your faith. You can ask God for this thing and you look into your spirit and you see that it's already there. Can you hold it in your hand yet? No, but it's already there. So it's already yours. Can you be excited that you have it? Yes, because it's already yours. That's exactly, that is what faith is. I don't even know how I got onto faith, but (laughs) here we are. But, um, you know, the other lie that the, the devil will tell people to try to keep them from reaching their potential is you've made too many mistakes. You can never get there because you've made too many mistakes in your past. Now you're too far gone or you're too old or, you know, this is, you know, if you would have gotten this five years ago, it would have, you know, your life would be so different now. No. First of all, the blood of Jesus destroyed any trace of sin, of mistakes from your past. That's called redemption. You don't have to worry about it. Um, if you've turned from those mistakes, you walk free from them and you, you don't have to live in a place of wondering, are my mistakes going to now affect my future? No, you don't have to pay for them. Jesus Christ paid for them on the cross for you. Um, and that's redemption and, and, and you, and you qualify for it if you ask Jesus to forgive you. But, and you know, there's many, many great men of God have made mistakes and God was able to use them only because they humbled themselves, humbled themselves and said, God, okay, you know what? I messed up and I need you. And that takes a, that takes a major humbling to, to be able to go to God and say, all right, God, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it the way I was supposed to, but I need you. And you know what? The going to God daily to say, God, I need you. That's a humbling thing, but that's the lifestyle of of a believer. We have to know, we have to realize we're actually nothing without God. There's nothing we can do. Like we have to go to him every day and say, Holy Spirit, what am I, what am I going to do today? I need your help. What are we going to do today? Um, That's, that's the lifestyle of the believer. But I want to encourage you because, you know, even when you know when the when the lies of the enemy come realize it's because he wants to stop you he wants to hinder you he knows that if you can get free from that that stupid lie that you can do so much more and he's actually afraid of what you would do if you were able to get free from every lie that he has over your life and that's why revival is so good for our hearts because when we get in the presence of God time after time after time adjustments start being made a little adjustment here a little adjustment there and you you don't even realize it but you now you get it's like you come into a week of revival meetings and you and you're like you got like just just barely a little bit of an, you know something up to your shoe you know and then and then as the week goes on now now I'm in it up to my up to my knees and then now I'm up to my waist and then when it gets all the way up to my head man it's like now now I'm really realizing man there was so much there was so much that had to break off of me for me to just you know um, freely come into the presence of God and receive everything He has for me we really have to let go of our head which that's that sounds funny but we have to get out of our head 
which is where all the lies come and all the things that, um, you know, that try to hold us back. It really isn't, it's not even a real reality. It's just some, it's just a thought. It's a fiery dart of the enemy. But we have to get out of our head. We have to get into a place where we live out of our spirit, and we realize that everything that everything that God's called us to do is possible with God. And so, you know, you're the one that God chose. You're the one that He chose to reach your generation, your school, your family, your city. You're the one. You actually have a responsibility to lift up your voice. You have a responsibility to get free from those lies that would try to hold you back. And, uh, and, and, and your life will count. You're not going to, you're not going to go quietly, uh, into the night. <laughs> you're going to, your life will count. You are going to do something that God's called you to do, because I don't believe you'd be listening to this podcast. If you weren't somebody that God's going to use to do something huge in this lifetime that God's going to be able to use. So I want to encourage you, you know, this, this, this podcast is here for this reason. I want to encourage you to go after the things of God. And that could mean for some people getting on your face before God and saying, God, I want you to use me, whatever it is that has to break off of me, whatever lie that I've been believing has to go in the name of Jesus. It has to go today because I want to be used to my fullest potential and I want to be used by you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the podcast. We love you so much.